When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, and share. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it. Here's a quick look at what's coming up on the show. Absolutely not. I don't. I I think that everyone says, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to exercise right before they drive through and buy a burger. For a guy that wears eight belts, you'd think his pants would stay up better. How did he ever get to make that movie? He paid $6 million to make that movie. And no one knows where the money came from. He paid for it all himself out of his own bank account. John's Fast Five. Pew, 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 pew. John's Fast Five. Okay, so this is something that I actually try to do every episode. Usually we just fail. But in this episode, we actually succeeded in having a basic theme throughout the whole episode. The theme is, just keep trying. And I think we've got a couple of stories that really kind of center around that theme. The first one, I saw this this week. There's a man who lives in the UK. His name is Deke Duncan. And for the last 44 years, he has dreamed about being a radio DJ. But he could never get his own show. So what he's been doing is broadcasting from his garage to his wife in the house. He's been doing that for 44 years. He had one person that was listening to his show. This week, he finally got his own show. A bunch of other radio DJs heard about this, and they said, you need to have your own show. So he now has his own show after 44 years of going after his dream. And I just thought that was such such an amazing story because right after I read it, I just, I got something in my eye. Our first guest is going to kind of go along with that theme too. This is Kara Nicole. She's best known as AZ Power Girl. And this isn't necessarily a cosplay show. It's not a political show, even though we're going to be talking about politics. I want to be really clear. It's not, we are not getting political here. But she has been AZ Power Girl for about the last six years, two years ago, she ran for elected office. And a lot of people played it off. You know, they took it as a joke. But she was very serious about it. And that's why I wanted to talk to her about this idea of even if nobody believes in you or nobody thinks that you're going to succeed or win, how do you keep going? So this is Kara Nicole. She's a cosplayer. She's an author. She's a writer. She's an actress. She's a model. But it all really started when she started cosplaying as Power Girl. So I actually started um, by accident. And I had found an ad on Craigslist looking for superheroes for a group, for a charity group. And I joined. Did you immediately kind of just 
wow, this is something that I should keep doing? Or how did it kind of grow into a career? It was really weird. And really, it was accidental. So I uh, was working with this charity group, and we wanted to build it up. And I was like, hey, let's go to Phoenix Comic Con. And uh, we qualified for a free table because we were a charity organization. And I went and I had some fun, and I did some different things. And I... um, went to Geek Prom, and I entered the costume contest, and I won Geek Prom Queen. (laughs) And people started wanting to talk to me, and it was very strange to me, like, wait, strangers want to talk to me? And, oh, what's your Facebook? And I'm like, huh? Like, wait, why would a stranger want to talk to me? Why would somebody just randomly want to talk to me? You You hadn't kind of ever run into that before? No, 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 no. I mean, no, not at all, unless it was, like, forums or something, and it was group chat, but... The idea that people would want to speak to me and talk to me was very foreign, except for the kooks at the bus stop, you know? So it just kind of took off, and I got a lot of people asking, hey, you going to go to San Diego Comic-Con? And I'm like, I don't know. So I started looking up ads for uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and I got hired by Marvel Comics to work their booth. So I was still doing my charity work with my group, and it just snowballed. How long have you been doing it now? I started with my group in 2010, and I have, and I started professionally in 2011. It's my whole world at this point. I mean, art, comics, um, you know, conventions, I get to see a lot of people and meet a lot of people and travel and I love traveling and I love meeting people and I get a lot of opportunities that I would never have had otherwise. Now you ran for office in 2016. How come you decided to do that? Well, I had some friends that were running in their district and they were like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you ran? And, you know, I thought, I thought, well, hey, you know, people always say they want something different. So I'm going to give them that opportunity. And it was kind of a, yeah, we'll see if you really want something different or if you're just full of crap and saying that. And people are full of crap and just saying that. You don't think that they really want something different? Absolutely not. I don't. I I think that everyone says, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to exercise right before they drive through and buy a burger. But do you think that's because they really don't want something different or just because doing something different is hard? It's not hard. But, I mean, how hard is it to, instead of marking the box that says D or R, to go for somebody different? How hard is it to do that? It's not. How hard is it to go through a drive through and buy a salad instead of a burger? Like, really, the act itself is not hard, but the emotional side is very hard. There's a fear. People are afraid. They're afraid to change. They're afraid, what if I don't like it? What if it's bad? So it really is just a human nature thing. Do you think when you were running... Did the Power Girl aspect of it, do you think that helped you in terms of already having some recognition? Or do you think that that hurts you in the sense that maybe people wouldn't take it as seriously? Well, I think it went both ways. I know a lot of people that have run 
the same way that I did, same party and everything, that got ignored. Third parties typically just get ignored, and the reason that they get ignored is because the standard two-party system feels that if they just ignore you, then you don't have any validation. They would rather just pretend you don't exist than treat you as competition, because if they treat you as competition, they have to recognize that you're there. So uh, it was interesting. I got more publicity because of that than most other people do. Most candidates don't get the publicity that I did. And it was because of uh, my cosplay and my already, you know, recognized situation at that point. I did have a fan base that was very, very wonderful and generous and helpful. People that know who I am and know that I care about people and that I have been doing legislative work for years. And that's why, uh, you know, I would be a good legislator. So I did have an advantage. And I think that the party definitely, the Green Party did evolve and expand a lot because of the recognition that I got. And you actually really have a pretty legitimate background. Like you, for people who may have tried to dismiss it as not a legitimate candidate, you really were kind of a legitimate candidate. So it was interesting because there were some people that would say things like, oh, well, you're not qualified. Well, first of all, there were no candidates running that had ever been legislators before. So there's that, first of all. And one of my opponents, her entire thing was, oh, I won the Martin Luther King Award. Okay, congratulations. I've actually helped pass laws and helped stop laws from being passed that would have been detrimental to people. So I've done more, even to this day, I've done more as a civilian than my competitors have in office. Did they try to, to kind of dismiss you right from the bat, from the start? No, my competitors just, like I said, pretended I didn't exist and paid people to go around and take down my sign. When I was in my debates, the current senator, who had no competition at the time, his girlfriend was one of my competitors, and uh, I remember him and his friend were in the back of the room during the debate laughing and uh, writing up questions to send up to um, to the board to ask us. And it was just very insulting that they were back there just laughing. And, and it's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a grown person, and you're acting like a child. So it was, it was ridiculous. Have you thought about running again? I have, but I moved. And... Um, so you have to be in your district for a certain amount of time. I also don't know if I would run for legislature again. I probably will. I just don't know when. And um, I'm kind of getting things lined out at this time to figure out what direction I want to go in. Okay. One of the things that we kind of heard from listeners and that, that I honestly have, have wondered myself about candidates who run that seem to have kind of no chance of winning what motivated you to run when maybe the outsiders would say this person doesn't have a shot? Oh, because I didn't care. So when I first when I first signed up, it was really just about you say you want something different, prove it, vote for me. 
And I had this feeling like, yeah, no one's going to vote for me because you know what? They really don't give a crap. They just want what they know. They're too lazy to look anything up online. They're too lazy to start asking questions. And I was really surprised uh, because a lot of people did start messaging me. And they did start asking questions. And it was really interesting because I was under more scrutiny than my competitors were. No one ever thought to ask them about, you know, about their their feelings on really anything. It was just, hey, this is what we're advertising. This is what we're putting out. And we're a part of this party. And that's just the way it is. Um, you know, so I didn't see with them, I didn't see them getting questioned like I was. I think nobody knew what to do with me. No one knew what to think of me. So they did question me. And it's funny because even people that did not agree with me, what they didn't realize is they actually disagreed with my competitors even more than they disagreed with me. In terms of, and again, we're, we're not necessarily getting into the politics so much, but do you think a third-party candidate, any kind of third-party candidate, Green Party, Libertarian, any of that, do you think that's becoming more or less viable? Well, I would hope it's becoming more viable, and in some states it is. I think it's ridiculous that it's not more viable. I think that people need to get out of this gang war mentality. I am seeing the numbers rise with third-party candidates. And I hope that it continues to rise. I know that in this state, a lot of candidates have had their, um, their signatures questioned. And that's a very expensive process. So what happens is the main parties, they use money to push out third-party candidates at this point. Any chance you're going to go 2020 senator in Arizona? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. I said I'm still but you have things out. And it kind of sounds like you've thought about it. I've thought about it. I just, like I said, i got to get things kind of situated and figure out what I want to do, what my game plan is. Do people want me to run? That's a huge thing. Does the state of Arizona want me to run? I am very much about solutions. I'm finding that in general with all of the parties, and I am friends with lots of people in lots of different parties. When I say lots of different, I mean because of the third parties, constitutionalists, libertarians, you know, Greens, Republicans, across the board. I am friends with a lot of people, and I am very open to hearing what people have to say. And a lot of our problems are easily rectified because at the end of the day, everyone wants the same thing. We all want to be able to feed our families, pay our bills, go on a vacation every once in a while. You want to know that, you know, if your kid gets cancer, that they're not going to die and you're not going to go bankrupt. You know, you want to be taken care of. You want to be able to go to the doctor if you need to. And everybody, no matter what party you are, wants that. You know, even though I lost, people across the country and even all over the world have become more politically active. People have started to learn more about the process and take part in their local politics, and that's good. So if that's all I did, then I think I did good. 
I looked this up, but I can't pronounce the name of it, so I don't want to say the movie that you did. It just come out, or is it coming out? Or oh yeah, yeah, it's a very small part. It was just a fun little thing I did. Um, I haven't even seen it yet. It's I don't even remember something FTD. Uh, I don't even. I forgot I even did that. Thank you for reminding me. It's it's up there on IMDb. It's right there, and I was like, oh, she's in movies now. Oh, I've been in movies. I actually did uh, my first full-length feature was in 20... Well, I shot it in 2011, but it came out in 2012. And uh, Which one was that, that was one? A, So that was... Um, I'm actually not going to tell you because the director, writer, star, blah, 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 has been uh, known to be abusive to his oh. actors and I really don't want to give him any advertisement a lot of people want to know and it's like yeah you want to know so that you can go watch it and you can go find out and then you're just going to bump this guy up and he's a scumbag so you know we don't want to we don't want to advertise that but I do things from time to time um, when I enjoy them and I'm very fortunate that I get to do that so you know I've done a few movies where you know, I'll be just in the background. I've done a few things with lines. I've, you know, I've modeled for things all over the place, book covers. Um, I'm actually a model for the Magic the Gathering card, the Amara Tandris, which a new card has been re-released this year. So that was very cool that I got to uh, model for her originally back in 2013. And then when I was running in 2016, they were, you know, lining out their storylines of who's going to do what. And the character that I had modeled for, they decided that she was now going to be the leader of her people based on the fact that I was running for office at the time. So oh. that's pretty cool. Now, were you, are you a Magic the Gathering fan or was that just a kind of an opportunity that presented itself? I love the art and the storylines. And, you know, I work a lot. People have asked me, oh, are you a gamer? When? I'm lucky if I can go spin a Pokestop on my phone. I'm recording this in my car, which actually sounds great, but a bee just came in. So if you hear me being a little, if you suddenly hear screaming, that's because I got <laughs> stung by a bee. So I'm kind of watching this bee and hoping at the same time. So if I seem a little, <laughs> if I suddenly seem a little distracted, you have an explanation. If I remember correctly, you, you started basically full-time cosplaying in the Power Girl Right around 2011, correct? Full-time, I started about 2012. 2012. Over those last couple of years, do you like the way that that industry has started to go? Or do you think that maybe it's getting oversaturated? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I was always an advocate for cosplay being uh, normalized and legitimized as an art form. Because a lot of people didn't really know what to do with it once... Uh, cosplayers came out as professionals. It used to be that a professional cosplayer was pretty much just a booth babe working someone's booth. And when we started getting to the point where we can do our own thing and, you know, be guests on our own and be there in our own right, I think a lot of people didn't know what to do with that. A lot of conventions still don't know what to do with that. So it is expanding. It is growing. I've been very disappointed with the television aspect of it because every cosplay show that I've seen come out has been very cruel to the cosplay community because everyone wants the drama. So 
I think that there's a lot of abuse in the cosplay community when it comes to people wanting to exploit cosplayers and wanting to use them to their advantage without giving cosplayers anything, you know, to utilize themselves. There's a lot of misconceptions in cosplay. People think you put on a costume and you can, you know, become very financially well off. I've had, you know, women contact me. Oh, can you get me, help me get a Catwoman costume so I can make money? And it's like, that's not how this works. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You can't just go get a costume and then have someone hand you money. Likes online don't equal money. The um, Now, were you into comic books as a kid? Oh, yeah. I was a nerd from way back and we just didn't have a comic con where I grew up. What, what comics were you into when you were growing up? Was there any specific one or just overall? So I would read anything I could get my hands on, but what I actually collected were horror comics. I really liked the, um, the, uh, tales from the crypt and I had, uh, quite extensive Ren and Stimpy collection. You, including the Powdered Toast Man special. I do and remember I some. I collected a lot of old Red Sonias from the 70s. That was what I would dig for and try to find. Which one was the Red Sonia? I kind of remember that, and I kind of don't remember that. You remember it because of the movie with Brigitte Nielsen and Arnold Schwarzenegger That's where everyone said, right. he should have been Conan. It's like, no, he was somebody else. And, you know, it was Brigitte Nielsen and she had the long red hair and the girl with the mask because, you know, she cut her face. And... Was that, that was a really bad movie though, wasn't it? Oh, there's so many bad movies. That's a whole thing on its own. If you ever want to get together and talk about bad movies, I am all about that. Are you a, t- are you a bad mo- movie aficionado? Oh, big time. I even tried making a uh, Facebook group for The Bad Batch. If if you had to, if I put you on the spot, what are your top three favorite bad movies? Uh, bad Batch is definitely number one right now. Um, the Room. Yeah. Which I did meet Tommy Wiseau I, in L.A. not too long ago, and I was very excited about I that. I saw that picture. I looked through your Instagram briefly. I was like, is that... That is him, isn't it? What's what's your yes, number? I also own his underwear and uh, backpack and a tank top and yeah, and a what? necktie and yeah. I'm a. I'm telling you, I don't think he's aged, and I think that he's a vampire because he hasn't aged. And his assistant that was there Friday and Saturday was not there Sunday, and no one knows where he is. Hmm. That's a little suspicious. How did you get his right. underwear? Oh, he sells them. I mean, they're not his, like he was wearing them. But, oh, yeah, okay. he has his own line of Tommy Wiseau. Oh, underwear. oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, you bought his specific underwear. like the... I don't even know if he wears any because I did see his butt crack and, uh, <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell. He may be but, going... You know, for a guy that wears eight belts, you'd think his pants would stay up better. How did he ever get to make that movie? Like, how did he get them? Because he had millions and millions of dollars. Think about it. That goes back to my vampire theory. No one knows where he's from. He's got a weird accent that you can't place. And he paid $6 million to make that movie. And no one knows where the money came from. He paid for it all himself out of his own bank account. I want to thank Karen Nicole so much for joining us. She's really got a lot of interesting things coming up. She has a calendar that's going to be coming out, and she has some cosplay stuff that's going to be coming up as well. She couldn't really talk about it 
But if you want to find out more about what she's got going on, the best way to connect with her is just on social media. She's AZ Power Girl across basically all platforms. We've also linked to her on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless, and we've tagged her in a lot of stuff so you can find her through there as well. Now continuing this theme of keeping going despite people not believing in you, let's go ahead and give John Shaw a call. And in this case... I'm the one that doesn't believe in him. Because for the last couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, John has said that the show needs more structure. And every time that I've asked him about, okay, well, what should we do? He has an idea, but then it kind of fades away. Well, now, now, he has created a segment, he says, that will bring structure to this show. My doubt comes from that Historically speaking, John has has been a 10% guy in the sense that either he gets the first 10% done and then the rest of it kind of falls away, or he gets 90% of the way done through something and then that last 10% kind of falls away. But he's a dad now. He says he's more mature. He's drinking more during the day, which I think is an indicator of responsibility because you're acknowledging that you have stuff to do the next day that you need to be ready for. And now he's actually calling me, so he must be pretty fired up. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving week. Why did you do bacock bacock? That's a chicken. What's I mean, I cause I, I, I didn't research what a turkey did, so I was hoping that it was somewhat alike. <laughs> <laughs> You realize a turkey gobbles. It's like the... Oh, yeah, there it is. Can you try to do it? (laughs) That was horrible. Yeah, it was was almost as bad as when you try to do your accents. (laughs) Come on, mate. What do you mean? Is that the English one or is that the Australian one? I went Australian to country redneck. It's pretty terrible all the way around. (laughs) Would you rather have gum on your shoe or step in poop? Ah, uh, that's a oh, that's a tough one. Like, are we talking about like middle of the summer or middle of the winter? Let's go. Let's split. Let's go a seventy degree day. Ah, uh, poop probably. Yeah, I would have rather have poop on my shoe too. Gum requires yeah, would... a, requires a lot more work. I feel like. Yeah, because gum, you know, it's gonna stick up there. Then you, you know, and then when you try to take it off, it's gonna. Half of it's going to stick, and the other half's going to come off. It's just a pain in the butt. As we're poop, you know, poop, you can kind of wash it away or whatever. It's, it's a lot more easier of a cleanup, I feel. Yeah, I think poop is actually fairly easy to deal with. It's really not a problem uh, well, at all. You know this from having a little one yourself, but uh, once you become a new father or mother, you get pretty used to, like, dealing with poop. That's for sure. Yeah, Honestly, at this point, if I don't have visible poop on me, I'm really considering myself to be clean. This is a big week for you. Why is that? I thought you've got this big new segment. Of course I do, and I'm quite I'm quite excited about it. I love the intro. Uh, I'm not really sure how you con your wife and kid into doing it, but it's fine. Unveil the name. Tell us how you came up with the idea. Like, wow us. I want to hear the sales pitch for this segment. Why should I listen? Well, you should listen because anything that comes out of my mouth is uh, is important. But that's kind of 
beyond the point. So, you know, I kept doing my tip of the week, and though they were true, funny stories, I felt like the, you know, the the listener was getting nothing out of that. I mean, most of it was, like, stupid shit that, like, is common sense. But isn't that entirely your fault? (laughs) I mean, if you would have had better tips, the listener would have gotten more out of it. Really, the problem with your segment is that you didn't make it good. Listen, listen are, are you going to let me sales pitch this, or are you going to shark tank me and make me quit already? We'll see. Let's go on. So so I came up with this idea. Plus, you know, I want to add a little more. I, I want to try to contribute a little more. My life isn't as crazy anymore as my daughter gets a little older. So I came up with this idea called the Fast Five after one of my most favorite movie franchises, Fast and the Furious. Truly an awful movie franchise, by the way. Oh, my God. You're horrible and a horrible human being, and I'm just going to let that go. It's a ridiculous movie franchise simply because they somehow went from fixing cars in the first one, which was believable. Like, all right, these people can fix and drive cars. Now they're suddenly the government's best super spies, and there's no training montage that indicates exactly how they went from basically being mechanics to super spies. And the only thing that I can think of the entire time watching it is none of these people could do any of these things. That's – I mean that's not true. That's not – that's – first of all, we need to go back – to uh, something you just said, which I think is a, almost a more important point, is does an action movie or a sports movie have to have a training montage for you to believe that that person can do what they do? Yes. For instance, like in Rocky Four, if he didn't have a training montage, like he was in the middle of Russia, you know, training to fight Ivan Drago, would, and, but then he got in the ring, so they didn't have that scene. And he just went from, you know, like New York City to the to Russia in the ring and beat him. Would you be like, oh, that's not believable? You have to have some way of establishing that this person knows what they are they're capable of doing. And that's the problem with the Fast and the Furious. They just went from mechanics to suddenly they're assassins. And I'm, there's there's no indication of how they that's went the thing, there. They're not assassins. Well, whatever. They've got every single kind of training. They're the best at everything. That's Listen, why Kurt it's Russell dumb. Kurt Russell is in the last one, and that's good enough for me. Kurt Russell, legit. Um, but I think I would actually make an argument that Rocky Four has the best training montage of any movie. Uh, I mean, it's up there. But getting back to the Fast Five thing, so then I, so then I thought of you know just just something to keep people around. You know, people like stupid trivia. They like hearing dumb things. They also like hearing educational things. I'm not going to lie. Your animal tip of the week, which I hope you have another one this week. Um, I got more comments on me saying I can outrun a bison in the 40 than I've gotten in the last 18 weeks of everything I've said. Well, because it was absolutely ridiculous. No, I I'd had to defend myself uh, today to my grandfather because he, he was like, oh, you can't do that. Yes, I can. I'm telling you. Uh, anyone can do it. A bison does not pick up enough speed to beat anyone in a 40-yard dash in 40 yards. Did you watch the video that I sent you of them running against wolves in the snow? Yeah, yeah but 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 once again, like, to me it looked like it took them, I don't know, however many feet, however many yards to, to, to even get to that speed. But I'm talking about just 40-yard dash. That's it. You realize that you have a 1,500-pound animal that is running at the same speed as a wolf, right? So the wolf can start. Can you outrun a wolf? 
But that, that's not the point I'm saying. No, but if they're if they're equal in their ability to maintain speed, if they're equal in terms of how fast they are, if you can beat a bison, then you can beat a wolf. And you would never say that you can beat a wolf. No, because a, a wolf, starting from from scratch, a wolf can could beat me in a forty yard dash. A bison could not. But we watched the video of the wolves and the bison running at the same speed. Like the wolves are trying to keep up with the bison from a dead start. No, no, that's no, no, no. I, so anyway, so yeah, so getting back to the Fast Five, it's something new. I have a badass intro, and I'm looking forward to it. This week, I kind of theme it around Thanksgiving, and basically, it's it's just it's it's five random things from. It can be trivia. It can be little things. It's just just five things that we could chat about for a minute or two. Or you could just say, oh, that's interesting, and we move on. Did you know that a blue whale's tongue weighs as much as an African elephant? I think what I would be more interested in learning about is, like, how fast can the blue whale run the 40? Well, it can't run. It's in the ocean. Well, okay. This is, this is unusual. The blue whale is one of the few animals in which the female can actually be larger than the male. Sounds like America. hey I I don't know what that means. I don't know anything about that. Average length of the female blue whale, 82 feet. Average length of the male blue whale, 79 feet. Did anyone bring up your animal trivia last week to you this week? No. Why the hell are people talking to me about it? I mean, I had people at my work. I had, like, random messages, people in my personal life. Like, is it that absurd to, like, make a statement and defend it nowadays? Is that the culture that we live in? No, it's it's not absurd to make a statement and defend it. It's absurd to make an absurd statement in which basically everybody knows that you're wrong except for you. No, I, but, I, mean, I mean, like, I'm not going to be ignorant and say that, like, you know, I could run on a blue whale, you know, from its fin to its head and jump off kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because I know I couldn't. Why couldn't you? Actually, I feel like you could probably do that. I don't think so. It, it I mean, would if it like was, move or... Well, if it was like on the land or something, I think you actually could accomplish that. That's actually not even difficult. Anyone could do that. If it was like washed up on the shore. Well, what's... Anyway. But are you doing the Fast Five? What is happening right now? I promised people structure to this show, and I don't even know what we're talking about now. <laughs> well, that- that's part of my goal is to get you so unhinged that then I bring it all back and I seem like the hero. You know, you're the villain, I'm the hero. The blue whale, their baby, has an average length of 26 feet. Wow, could you imagine giving birth to that fucking thing? That'd be pretty tough. It'd, it'd be a long day, let me tell you that. <laughs> what is this Fast Five? Let's Let's go. All right, well, I mean, you keep bringing up random animal facts, and I'm, I was just letting you have the spotlight. John's Fast Five. Pew, 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 pew. John's Fast Five. Pew, 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 pew. John's Fast Five. My turn! My turn! <laughs> In a second. Wait. My, my. This isn't going to work while he's out. awake. You know that, right? So... Fast Five. So if I were to tell you, well, this is number one. Oh, okay. If I were to tell you that Condoleezza Rice, the former Secretary of State, 
is being considered for the Cleveland Browns head coaching job, what would you say? Apparently, she actually knows a lot about football. She's on the selection committee for the college football playoff. So, I mean, it's... It's like, really? The Cleveland Browns are that in sad state of affairs that they're thinking... And I'm not saying she couldn't do a good job, but it's like just a random-ass name like Lisa Rice. Well, I, I think I mean, it's the general manager job, though, not the head coach, right? Uh, no, it'd be the head coach. They have a general manager. His name is John Dorsey. Well, the head coach seems a little bit strange. Like, I feel like you would need to have some kind of coaching experience to know to be able to really do that. If you know you're not going to necessarily win, why not do something that gets you a lot of attention? Did you drop out? Touchy, man. You, it's not touchy. Just keep your fat cheeks off the hang-up button. I wasn't my fat cheeks. It was my fat <laughs> sausage fingers, you fuck. Why are your sausage fingers on the hang-up button? Because my phone lit up because I had gotten a text message, and I went to go turn the screen. I have an iPhone. I went to go turn it back to black or whatever, silence or whatever, and it hung up, okay? So I apologize. All right. Are we still on this one, Fast Five, or are we on the number two on the Fast Five? No, we we can move on to number two. So number two, uh, this one kind of got out earlier in the week, but uh, apparently, apparently... This person hasn't been named yet, so I don't know how actual and factual this story is, but it's making its rounds, is that the former manager of the Department of Defense Aerospace Threat Program came out and said that UFOs are indeed real. Number one, I think that if we actually, if we were in charge of any kind of a program like that, and we suddenly found out, or whoever's in charge of that suddenly found out about aliens, that's not the kind of thing that you should immediately tell people. Like, you should kind of figure everything out and then tell people later on. I'm okay with them well, keeping I, that a secret. Well, and from the article, because I, you know, I like to bring factual news here. From the multiple articles that I did read on this, th- I mean, this person retired several years ago. This was like, it came out, you know, he was talking to the wrong person, and that person then talked to the, you know, a journalist, and they went and confronted him about it. Like, it may have never have ever gotten out. Except that, you know, he kind of opened his mouth to the wrong person, and then they talked to somebody else, and now, you know, it's blowing up that... To come out and say that UFOs are indeed real, you know, it's one of those, like, split-down-the-middle things, you know what I mean? Half the world's going to say, oh, of course they are, we've, you know, we've known about them for years, and the other half's going to be like, yep, he's just uh, probably drunk when he said that. Well, you and I have had this discussion before in the sense that when you look at the fact that there's billions of galaxies and billions of stars and billions of solar systems there's really no from a mathematical standpoint there's no way there isn't some kind of other life out there there really just isn't i know there's something but once again until i see it or until there's physical and maybe there is physical proof i mean i'm never gonna know about it because i'm not at that level obviously but it's until i actually see it it's like Okay, maybe they're real. I don't know if they're real. Maybe there are other galaxies. Maybe well, there's a fucking Disneyland in the Milky Way. I have no idea. I'll never know. Well, you do know there is Disneyland in the Milky Way. We're in the Milky Way. There's a Disneyland in California. Okay, name me another galaxy then, smartass. Andromeda? <laughs> Fuck. Fair enough. Touche. All <laughs> right, moving on. So then the last three are Thanksgiving-based, because obviously... Thanksgiving's right around the corner. What are the three highest grossing uh, 
three-day uh, opening. I'm going to go one of the Hunger Games movies. Nope. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? <laughs> no, I can tell you that they are, they are all... I wouldn't say they're all kids' movies, but they're all definitely, uh, you know, based for kids. I don't... I can't think of... I'm sure it's like a Pixar movie or like the Grinch movies or something like that, but I can't... For, for sure, yep. So it goes from three to one, it goes Moana, Love Me Some Dwayne Johnson, Toy Story 2, and then number one is Frozen. Oh, I guess I didn't think... I thought of those more if they would open around Christmas time. This number four. So, did you know that Benjamin Franklin uh, once said that he would name the turkey the national bird over the eagle because to him, uh, an eagle represents bad moral character? Oh, I thought it was something because, like, the turkey was more plentiful and easier. I knew about the turkey thing. I didn't know why. Yeah, because apparently the way that the eagle hunts and how vicious it is how much of a killer it is and its natural killing instinct ben franklin kind of what you just said and from what i researched the turkey was you know a peaceful animal you raise it you kill it you eat it you know the eagle you can't get within 50 yards of that fucking thing it's gonna poke your eyes out yeah i mean i don't see why the turkey would be a good symbol for a nation i mean it's you need to have something that's a little bit stronger, stronger. of an animal <laughs> not a turkey that just you know gobble gobble gobbles and then you chop its head off and eat it yeah you don't want like the sloth or a turtle to be your I mean, national animal i mean let's be honest uh, a turtle as our national animal would be kind of badass though yeah but like if you're trying to project a symbol of strength and you just broke away from england the turtle is not the best choice uh and then number five uh this is a take on one of the most popular christmas songs jingle bells uh, written and composed by James Perpont in 1857. He actually wrote it and uh, debuted it for children at his Sunday school during Thanksgiving. And he meant it as a Thanksgiving Day song. However, they also did it at, at that same year at a Christmas uh, gathering. Then the next year they forgot about it during Thanksgiving but did it again at Christmas. And then every year after that it just became this notable Christmas song that in actual fact was written for Thanksgiving. Do you know that a blue whale gains 200 pounds a day? <laughs> what, the, the last fact wasn't good enough for you? That makes their growth rate, that means that they are the fastest growing animal in the world. <laughs> uh, not until they meet me yet. John's Fast Five. Pew, 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 pew. John's Fast Five. John's Fast Five. My turn! My turn! In a second. Wait. This isn't going to work while he's out awake. You know that, right? All right. I, we're just going to have to hear from the listeners to see how the top five went. I feel... What? I, I thought it was good. You didn't like it? I don't know how I feel about it yet. I thought it was, it was diverse. It was interesting. It was funny. I like it. And I'm going to keep doing it no matter what you say. No, I'm all about you continuing to do it. I just don't know how I feel about it yet. Because, like, I like some of it. 
I'm down with it. I don't know about the facts. Some of the facts, I'm like, I don't really care. But you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's why, really, it's not up to me. It's not up to us. It's up to other people. It, I mean, it, it isn't. It's, it's not. It's, it's up to our listeners. And uh, you know, a shout out to Podbean. Appreciate what they did for us this week. That was nice of them. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, you know, if you don't like the Fast Five, we can make it the Fab Five. We can make it the, you know, the Never Five. I don't, I don't give a shit. But you know, let <laughs> you should let us know one way or the other. I like how you you couldn't get away from the concept of five. Like you could change the name, but you got to keep it at five something. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess I could go three, or I could go up to twenty. You want me to do twenty things? No. No, nobody does. It would be a two-hour podcast because I have a speech impediment and I speak real slow. It's no big deal. I feel like if you could speed the Fast Five up a little bit, like while you're telling a story, you kind of get distracted in that story. Like if you just kind of streamlined it, I think that would be my only issue with it is like you got to streamline it a little bit more. That's fine. I mean, listen, this is the first time. I mean, if you, if you go back and listen to our first top ten, it's pretty horrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, really, most none of the shows have been good, but we've consistently gotten better a little bit, I think. A jet engine produces a sound that is 140 decibels. The blue whale can reach 188 decibels. See, but that you're saying that you, you question if people care what I have to say. There's not one person that gives a, a damn about that. Not no. one person. No, I, I'm not. But it's so fast. Like by the time you realize you don't care, it's over with. You know what I do care about? I care about our top five this week. Can we just move on to that? Nice segue. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. So our top five this week is going to be the top five. Ooh, I had a burp right there. The top five Thanksgiving food. And unlike many of our other top fives, this one is actually going to be in order, starting at five, going down to one. I have number five as cranberries. We'll get back to that uh, because I, I love You just made fun sauce. of me for going out of order, and then you went out of order. No, all I said is we'll get back to it because I love cranberry sauce, and I have it on my list, but it's it's not number five. Okay, what's your number five? Um, so <laughs> how do I explain this? Just I, say I it. I really ask you this, so I put, I put kind of the same food on there twice. But not really. Okay. Number five I have are mashed potatoes and gravy. I forgot about that. That's a solid one, though. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, number four. Cornbread. Cornbread's legit. I do love me. But see, I don't I don't picture cornbread as a Thanksgiving Day like staple. Not not in my household at least. Uh number four I have are <laughs> I don't know why I even wrote this down. Uh, warm biscuits and butter. How's that really different from cornbread when you get right down to it? Number two, I would completely agree with you. You can't go wrong with some warm biscuits. <laughs> you can't go wrong with warm biscuits. <laughs> that should... <laughs> Look, I think we should start making our own t-shirts, and that needs to be that needs to be one of our t-shirts. You can't go wrong with warm biscuits. Oh, man, I, I really just laughed really hard at that because I, I, like, I, as I was writing it down on paper, I, like, I, I just did it like I wasn't even thinking about it. 
and then saying out loud, I'm like, well, that that could be taken several ways. Yes, it can, which is why I would make a great (laughs) T-shirt. What do you got for three? Sweet potatoes. All right. Well, once again, we'll come back to that. So my number three is cranberries. Cranberry sauce, by the way. I assume that's what you were referencing. When you get cranberries, are you getting the straight, like, thud cranberries that you take out of a can, you put them down, they're still, they're still shaped like the can? Or do you get, like, real cranberries? Fuck no. I, I, I get the goddamn ocean spray can where when it comes out, it still has the wrinkles of the can on it. That, to me, is actually the better kind of cranberries. I see the sophisticated sign. I want the regular crap. I got to tell you a quick story. Okay. So... I had to be 21 or 22. I was dating this girl, and she invited me over to her family's house for Thanksgiving. That's a big deal. And I went, and um, and we're we're having Thanksgiving, uh, or you know, we're we get there, you know, I have a beer or whatever, and I, and I see that I think it was her mother. I couldn't remember if it was mother or aunt, but that's kind of a, a besides the point. But they had made cranberry sauce, but like real cranberry sauce, like with the actual cranberries, you know, and they jellied it themselves. Well, I thought I was being kind of like, you know, I, I was kind of new. I was still introducing myself. So, I, so I, I had this grand idea that I would leave on Thanksgiving to go to the local grocery store to get Ocean Spray cranberry sauce. <laughs> so I left, got a can, brought it back, and put it on the table. And it not only turned into a fantastic joke, but then I sat there and no one else touched it, so I got to eat all of it. You're in, like, did they say something to you? That's incredibly disrespectful. You basically said, your food isn't good. I'm going to go get my own. Well, it turned into this whole thing because, I, you know, I, I said that I'd never had anything like that. And then I, I believe it was her mother who said, oh, well, you know, if, if you like it that much, you know, we, I, I don't want to, you know, ruin the tradition for you, blah, blah, blah. But I can't leave. If you want to go get some, you know, we'll open it up and put it on a plate for you and that's what happened and the the grocery store was you know like two miles away it wasn't even that big of a deal yeah you're kind of an idiot for that one what's your number two uh number two so i have uh sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top yeah where do you put sweet potatoes though without the marshmallows well in terms of thanksgiving we're doing a thanksgiving list i shouldn't have no just just in in terms of all the foods in the fucking world I mean, in terms of the world, or all the food in the world, it's probably like one of my top 20 foods. But for Thanksgiving, I'd probably be like number four. It's regular sweet potatoes. By the way, can I tell you something that absolutely drives me nuts, and I will choke slam you, specifically, and you say this from now on, is people who say sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes. Say it again? I didn't catch the difference. Yes, you did. Sweet <laughs> potatoes or sweet potatoes. To me, those are actually two different dishes. Sweet potatoes is without the marshmallows. Sweet potatoes, that's with the marshmallows. I would much rather have sweet potatoes than sweet potatoes. Oh, my God. Anyways, I, can't, I literally can That is one of I, – I can't handle it. It's fucking potatoes. There is no potato – there's no A on the end of potato. Yeah, but that's – when you make sweet potatoes, that's a whole different thing. And I'm looking no, forward to sweet no, potatoes. It isn't. Not at all. The call me yams, then, for God's sakes. Okay, what's your number one? Uh, it's easy. Stuffing. Oh, I didn't give my number two. My number two is stuffing. 
<laughs> my number one could be controversial, could be brilliant, is the hours after turkey, after the main dinner, my number one is the turkey sandwich, which then includes all of the leftovers that you put the stuffing on, the cranberry sauce on. The turkey sandwich after Thanksgiving to me is the best part of Thanksgiving. No, that doesn't count. How does that count? That's not that's technically that's not a Thanksgiving meal dish. It is. It's got really a combination of everything. It's the ultimate I mean, if Thanksgiving you do it meal dish. While you're at the table, yes. It's the ultimate. It's the best part. No, it, it doesn't count. I want to hear from everybody else that listens to this because to me that is not a Thanksgiving Day dish. I find it interesting that neither one of us had turkey. I would actually say the turkey is the worst part of Thanksgiving. I don't even eat it, to be honest. I mean, no one goes What do you mean you don't to a eat Thanksgiving it? Day meal looking for the turkey. No, it's not good. Remember when you got really into smoking meats? I still smoke meats. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> of course you did. Have you who cuts the turkey at your house? Uh well, I mean, it's usually me when we host it, but we're not hosting it this year. Is it generally the rule at your place that whoever is hosting is cutting the turkey? Yeah, usually. Have you ever been awkwardly asked to cut the turkey in a situation where you feel like you shouldn't have been cutting it? Uh, for sure. For instance, that Thanksgiving I was talking about when I went and got the uh, cranberry sauce, I cut the turkey that year and I totally shouldn't have. Was there no other older male present? No, I just I just chose to. I was asked and I did it. And no one seemed to oppose it. There wasn't like the dad wasn't there. He was, but I mean, he didn't. He didn't seem to care. He was actually like one of the ones that that egged it on. Yeah, that's a red flag to me. Nobody's cutting the like, turkey in my house besides me. Well, I mean, and no one cuts the turkey in my house except for me. But you know what, Nick? I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I mean, we're when you talk about like primal men, we're kind of at the top of the food chain. We are physical specimens to be feared. What are you going to do? Because you have a daughter. If your daughter, when she finds a man, are you going to go over there? Are you going to insist on cutting the turkey? You're going to let him cut the turkey. They're not married, and then after they're married. Because I would cut the turkey. I would say, I'm cutting this turkey before they're married. And then if you marry my daughter, then you can cut the turkey, but not until then. <laughs> Uh, well, first off, I would never let her boyfriend host my Thanksgiving. That's appropriate. Um, I understand that. Or I wouldn't go. Secondly, you know, it's not that it's not that important to me that I have to be the one to cut the turkey. I mean, it doesn't signify anything to me, really. It, to be honest. It, it's a big deal where I'm from. There's There's been That's, fight. People have been shot. Over who cuts the turkey. <laughs> That's, that doesn't surprise me one bit from where you're from. Kansas is a rough place, baby. Though I, I, I got to give your, I gotta give your uh, university some love here real fast. Hiring Les Miles was a, good, was a good move. I didn't go to that school. I went to K-State. All right, so we're really relying on you guys to let us know what you think of John's Fast Five segment. I personally think that the name is terrible, just because I don't like the Fast and the Furious. Again, I want to thank Karen Nicole so much for coming on. I thought that she's got some really interesting stuff going on, and I hope 
I hope that she runs again, if nothing else, just to see what people are going to say. If you want to connect with her, she's AZ Power Girl on all of the social media platforms, or you can go to our social media platforms. We're profoundly pointless. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're actually semi-updating our website regularly now. So if you want to connect with us, if you want to make any comments about John's Fast Five or anything else, anybody you want to see come on the show, let us know. We love hearing from you guys. Coming up next episode, we've got somebody who's really cool. Like, really cool. And you have probably either played this person, seen this person, or heard this person many, many times, and you didn't know it. That's going to be on our next episode. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you get a chance, like, download, subscribe, and share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. And eventually, if we get enough subscribers, I think we're going to get to that new ending. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.